here we go with our next War of Rights weekly podcast. It should be interesting. We're going to be talking about metas and War of Rights. Obviously, there's the European and a meta. There's no Europeans here except for Killer. Um, and Killer wow. will do his best. But this will be an interesting conversation. Europeans that aren't here, feel free to stay stuff in the chat if you disagree, which you probably will. Same with North I'm Americans. I'm here to defend you. Killer will try. But no, I'm what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you know, you know, this is the backlash from uh, this might be as bad as the tier list, at least from no, no, it won't. All right, um, but cool. So, before we get started into this, uh, let's go through and introduce everyone. Gustav was supposed to be here, but power went out, so he might join midway through. Uh, but other than that, first we have Grant. I uh I'm uh, the first sergeant of the 30th Ohio Corn Brigade. Uh, we also got D tier in the uh, in the list, also known for Dorn. Uh, we take great pride in that. Thank you. Hell yeah! Next we got Womp Womp. Hi, I'm a uh, uh, Corn Brigade 8th Ohio Captain Womp E tier. McPhail. Fifth uh, NC uh, Susie Brigade A tier and A tier. Killer. Um, Killer. Uh, European representative uh, to the Battleline Network, uh, European God, European King, uh, God Save Europe. And we got Corden. I'm Corden, captain of the Chosen Men of Delta Company in Six Louisiana, baby. I will forever say that the Shenandoah Valley regulars are the Chosen Men. But they are, yeah. you, can, they are. you can try. No, they, they are they're that. <laughs> Tall Gray is that guy. But... Cool. He was S tier. Actually, I figured out a strategy. Yeah. Anytime somebody's shitting on European metas, I'm just going to slurp my tea. <laughs> that's a fair strategy. So yeah. I guess that's the big topic is European versus NA meta. The European tries to get a more, if I describe this correctly, a more Napoleonic type fighting, double ranks, right. uh, try to be what they call historical um, with these numbers and the NA plays more of a, um, how would you describe it more towards the meta of war of rights, a much more fast place type of play than Europeans. So what are your guys thoughts on him? What one's better? What one's worse? What do you like? I want to go. Okay. Well, as a person who does four, well, three EU, three NA events a week. Okay. I'm pretty, um, what events do you do? Uh, well, we do Friday EU community event, Friday NA community event. Then we do Grand Campaign and Maryland Campaign. And then we do Sunday HRE and then Sunday NA community event. All right. It's All very right. big. It is. No. And we don't necessarily do any, well, apart from Sunday EU, but, like, we don't do, like, Friday or Saturday UEC events, which is when, like, the very, very big, like... This is the thing. This is the thing that people think when they think of European metas, though, is like they think of the UEC, which is like a line battle event. It's not like that's the whole basis of that event. Like that's the that's the rules of that event. So that's how they play in that event. Whereas like a normal community event, there's no rules, so the people play however the hell they want to play. But one thing that people, I think, people forget though. Oh, go on. Do you want to say something? Eagle? No, no. You finish your point. One thing that people forget is like. When it comes to European 
in this type of like time period, quote unquote. Like for the for the Americans, like there's no other like hi- history wise. The Civil War and like the Revolutionary War, whatever you want to, you know, all of those things were like very late in that sort of Napoleonic style fighting period, if that makes any sense. Whereas for Europeans, like the history, like we've had like hundreds more years of doing sort of that kind of fighting type of thing. If that make, does that make sense? So that's just something that like appeals to us more, like when you like historical type games. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. I have a I have a question uh, for you, Killer. Um, I'm I'm wondering. So in the events that aren't uh, UEC, so not like a line battle uh, orient mm-hmm. oriented, would you say that those events are more similar to NA type events in the way that NA meta typically goes, or are they kind of their own unique kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Just like, of course, there's differences because compared to EU and NA, there is a lot less EU regiments, and some regiments are a lot bigger. Whereas in NA, you can sometimes have like six, seven different regiments per side. Whereas in EU events, sometimes there's not as many kind of thing. So we do have bigger lines sometimes and all that malarkey. So we do like to get the odd, you know, line up volley kind of thing. And but they are still as fast paced as any events are yeah which i, I, I would encourage oh, go on sir so ter- are you talking like fast paced for like um uec line battles or the other eu events that you're talking about like normal community no rules okay. eu events like grand campaign for instance yeah no i would consider grand campaign more like an na event yeah, it's just playing the, the game. Well, yeah, it's just playing the game the way that like the game kind of has to be played because of point, well, timer, tickets, and point kind of thing. Whereas in the UEC, they don't really care about tickets or time. They just fight it out like just raw in lines shooting until they're dead and they fall back. Which, so, go on, which, sir. which one do you think leads to more charges? NA. Yeah, I mean, EU, they just, mm-hmm. from the times I've spectated, um, the one time I remember spectating UEC and HRE occasionally, it's more of just bigger line battles following at each other for 45 minutes. With okay. that being said, uh, with the UEC, has, uh, I'm not sure how long UEC has been going on for. I know it's been going on for a while, but it has been relatively um, the same. Uh, for most of its uh, most of its existence, has it kind of settled into uh, its nature, or is it still like evolving? Is there like an old versus new meta for UEC? No, there's not really like there's not really really that like obviously probably before I can't remember if it was pre artillery when it was started, but obviously that would have changed it a bit, or at least somewhat. But you can't really in in terms of the base game, you can't really change a meta considering like. Maybe some rules have changed to help make it somewhat easier or harder for the defenders or attackers after they've tried it and stuff. Like, you could see in campaign events all the time, like, things do change because of, like, say, conquest or contention, all that stuff. But in terms of base game, then no, it's kind of just the same stuff, same rules. It's And it still gets a large player base because that's just how, like, 
a lot of Europeans like to play. Like UEC still fills a full server on a set on a Friday, and I'm pretty pretty sure it gets close to it on a Saturday too. Because a lot of people just like that kind of like I do enjoy it. Like my guys enjoy it too, but we just prefer like because we do EU and NA. We have a pretty big NA side. We have a pretty well, we have a bigger but a pretty big EU side too. So we just like the middle ground pretty much which is just the european community events because we have some regiments which are lower paced and then we have some regiments which are constantly running around like preacher like just constantly getting in people's faces <laughs> huh i i find that kind of interesting because at least from my point of view standing in a line for 45 ish minutes maybe doing one or two charge over the course of the whole match and just shooting is pretty boring at least from my view. Um, That's where I was getting at with the charging. Is charge a lot of guys that in my regiment will say that they like to charge, but well, yeah, yeah, but it's not like like you would think that they were just like standing five hundred yards away volleying across a map, but they do. Like the one time we did it, like about a month or two ago, like around the start of the year, actually, so it would have been a couple months ago, because we haven't done UEC for like I would say like a year, and then we did it at the start of the year, um, and. It wasn't very great maps. It was like Otto Sherrick Farm and Roulette Lane, so it wasn't necessarily like big, like volley, big open field maps. But they like they still do like advance up and stuff. And if you're the attacker, you still have to attack because the point is still enabled and stuff. And and you know, but like, at least the few times I've played in them, it's just like you sit back and shoot for a while, and then maybe charge late game. More focuses towards the volleying, I guess. Do, I guess. I mean, if people enjoy standing and shooting and volleying for forty-five minutes, so be it. It's very but... nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. Like, it's, it's I, probably pretty cinematic too. That, yeah, that like, is true. I, I could, I could say right, probably very um, confidently that if there was a game like Spit and Double of War, right? Mm. Like graphics-wise, like that type of FPS, that not like. Hold fast or beak off, like exactly the same as War of Rights, but the uniforms were Napoleonic and the regiments were Napoleonic. The the EU community in this game would probably shatter, and there will be barely anything left. Because I know for a fact that I'd probably go straight over to that game, and I'd just do any events for War of Rights. Hmm. But I think even when it comes to Americans, I would still think Americans somewhat would be more interested in Napoleonic Wars over something like this. Because, like, you, you get some people which are very state-proud, you know. My granddad fought in this regiment, so I, I feel proud fighting for this regiment kind of BS, you know. But that's respectable somewhat. But for the European community, like, we just like that style of gameplay. I don't like doing it personally all the time. Like, for us, it's a nice every once, every six months to a year kind of fighting but we like doing it you know every now and again but we we prefer to just do the fast play fast pace moving around charging all that malarkey kind of shooting kind of fighting but like na pretty much what it sounds like is that it's pretty established or non-controversial to say that na like na tactic na meta um would would, would definitely beat um uec tactics and meta 
but the but that it's like we're not it's not really a comparison of the two, but just because they're too different from each it's other. Like odd design, basically. Yeah, I would I would say if NA regiments tried to do a UEC and play the way UEC play, it would get stomped ten to, like nine out of ten times. That's and oh, yeah. European and European regiments that do UEC trying to play in the North American style fast place fast play obviously some of the uec regiments aren't as you know but obviously the bigger the bigger lines like the german cores and stuff and the french ones they're you know very stuck in their kind of ways but there are some that can play different styles you know like but i'd say europeans trying to play the way that americans play especially on certain maps they would probably get stomped as well if you put That's a good point if you put though, like for example, a UEC versus a uh, NA event, one fifty on each side, and they do their according meta, who would win? Right. I I think it would be pretty close in my opinion. You think I don't think it would, I don't think it'd be as I don't think it would be as like one sided as one might think. I would disagree. I on the map. I would disagree. Yeah, as well. I yeah, I think yeah that's true with uh, what McPhail said. A, yeah yeah but pick I, a map, I, any I, pick a map on like Antietam. Yeah, but I, I like Dunker's Church for instance. I think it would be more NA sided purely for, for the fact that and I like NA strat and meta seems to be more default in the sense whereas UEC is very uh very like um premeditated organized kind of movement. Whereas uh yes. NA NA seems to be more like um playing it on on the fly by ear, moving quick. And so I think if you were to put the two against each other, I think that the, the the match would default to NA tactics just for the sake that if NA decides to use NA tactics, then it's rather UAC, UEC has to use, try to use those tactics as well, or else uh, yeah. they're not going to be able to just to keep like keep up like uh, speed of game wise. I don't yeah I don't think they would they they would do as well. I think they definitely would struggle to try and keep up with your guys like pace, but I think they would still shock you a bit. Because like, it can. We we did it uh, like the first time we did a UEC event was like a year two years ago, and we got absolutely stomped trying to do what they because they can form they can form lines fairly quickly, like double lines all that stuff. That's a and really good point. Probably really they can, really organized. Yeah, they can do because that's that's what they drill on and stuff, and they can do that fairly quickly. And it's like it, it shocked us a bit when we're standing there like taking like 20, 30 seconds to get a nice, perfect double line, and they're already mm -hmm. formed up, and they're just about to destroy you. It, it did put a shock on our faces. Do you think you would have performed better if you weren't... I don't know if you were... Were you forced to form double ranks and all that, or did you just want to do that for the event? So, Well, so in UEC, pretty much it's like you don't have to form double lines, but you are... If you have, like, because when we did it at the start of the year, we had, like, a 45-man line from a and V, I I think, something like that. Um, so, in the, pretty much in the rules, if I remember correctly, it was, like, you are, I can't think of the word, um, advised, or they would, like, ideal, it's kind of ideal to form a double, double-ranked line if you have a big, like, 20-plus man line kind of thing. Like, it's not forced, but they think you should probably do it for the, you know, for reasons kind of thing. 
But I don't think you're forced to form double lines. No. Do you think you would have performed better if you did not have to form double ranks? And we would be slightly, we would be slightly faster, but um, not really because being in a single column or a single line in a double line doesn't necessarily change too much, especially when you're volleying and stuff because you can pretty much just see over the guy's shoulder anyway. Here's a question. So the EU volleys, do they do they drill on like if you're on the left side of the line, shoot the left side of the line, or do they all probably. just aim for the middle? I wouldn't know what they drill on, but yeah, I'd probably they, they do something along the lines of that. Because yeah. that's something that's always irked me when I've seen volleys in this game, that everyone aims for the middle of the line, and so you get a volley of 20 people and like five guys at the middle of their line go down, and that's it. When, I'm, when I've been watching these reenactment events, I will see a lot of guys die in the middle of the line, but not on the outsides. Mm. <laughs> so that's a kind of like a thing though because like even i sometimes forget to do that when if i'm on the side of a line because mm -hmm. i just try and shoot for like i look at the first guy i see or i look at the like the group of guys that are normally like pretty close together which is the guys in the middle would all right so I... no sorry go on. so kind of back to the map thing right is there a map <laughs> like Womp Womp, you would say that is advantageous to EU line battle UEC type gameplay? I would say definitely like UEC uh, would benefit obviously from big open fields where they can form up, uh, where they can form up and easily shoot at uh, the enemies. I think Killer will agree with me on this. Oh, okay. um, but I think NA, the NA kind of hit and run speed tactics would work better on maps where it's harder to do so, like uh, Harper's Ferry maps, for instance, like uh, Washington Street and maps like that. Wooded maps and maps with uh, cornfields, I think, and I would. Yeah, wooded maps, cornfields, city maps, and pretty much any map that, pretty much any map that kind of has, like, obstructions, in a way, like that stops line, like people from being able to see a wide like. When we did our Noto Sherrick, obviously you got those buildings, which can be really annoying because if they just didn't have those buildings, then you could pretty much see from the left side of the map to the right side of the map and volley from anywhere, so you don't have to move around as much. Like, But moving around in the UEC rules can sometimes take some time, but on generally on maps where it's bigger, wider open spaces, it's probably way easier. Do you in think, like, team. in the Steam chat for EUC, is it, uh... They don't they, use Steam they, chat. They use okay, for, like, an EU event, when they have Steam chat, do they, uh... Do they react as fast as NA people react? Like, if you call for help, are they there as quick as in NA? Yeah, I'd say so. Because, like, I do EU and NA events, like I say, they're pretty much the same amount, apart from, like, Wednesday Picket Patrol, which you can't really use any sort of tactics in that, because you just have to warn around and kill things. Um, I don't differ my tactics depending on what kind of event we're doing. Obviously, if it's a ruled event, then yeah, but if it's not, like, if it's a community EU event or community NA event, I don't really change. Um, and depending on how big my line is, really, which at EU events, I have a bigger line, so I'm sometimes not as aggressive, or I don't do, it like, the skirmishy type stuff that I might do if I have, like, a 15-man line at NA or some malarkey, you know? In a... In... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But in the regular EU events, the non-UEC event, do, do are they using the newer kind of strat of hiding out of bounds as the defender to force uh, an attacker um, 
cap early. Turtling. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we won't beat around the bush. It is. I. It never really is. We did it like I think what like grand campaign on a Saturday, but that's like a campaign event, so that's just like a save tickets, don't kill your token kind of event. But on a Friday and Sunday, it's not really like go hide out. We don't really do like a hide out or bounce kind of thing. It's not really. It is used in NA events. It is used pretty much every single week, at least once on a Friday or a Sunday. Like that's just a fact. It is. Uh, it is used way, way more in NA than it is in the EU. I've been, I've been seeing that over the past couple months. Uh, it's been popping up for the past past six months or so. I'd say especially, but over the past couple months, it's become a lot more prevalent. Where NA, and I've been seeing this uh, in HDC, the main event that uh, we participate yeah. in. Uh, HDC, you have uh, the defending unit will hide out in some place that's rather difficult or nearly impossible for the attackers to shoot you. Um, so you're at this point, you're the defenders basically going engaged, uh, even rare for taking losses. Um, and the attackers are forced to cap the point, uh, before they go to breaking. Um, and then the defenders will come out and, uh, assault them until they get to the morale state lower, um, or taking losses, uh, let the point come back, and then they rinse and repeat that strat until they're able to get the attackers to last stand on uh, the counterattack. Yeah. Pretty much like last week in the podcast, Sevi, Sevi's response to the turtling was, "Well, if every unit starts doing it, then nobody will do it. Like if like if the defenders go turtle, the attackers cap point, and then since the attackers become the defenders, they go and turtle, then the defenders who are now the attackers come out and cap point, and it so you know just keeps going back and forth." That's not going to be fun for anybody Yeah. to do any... So it's like, I get his point where, like, if people... If everybody starts using it, nobody will use it, but do we have to go through, like, months of boring events just for people to stop turtling? That's that's the, that's kind of the debate that's going on in HDC right now as well, is that because it eventually it's just going to be a back and forth of just capping and then running away, capping and running away until eventually the... Uh, attackers are forced to make a stand at point or else they run out of time and they lose yeah. the round. Um, like, and, that's, and that's boring. That's boring. It um, is boring. I so the, like, but we think that there's been uh, a way, a strategy found just in the past uh, few, uh, just the past few uh, weeks that would, in theory, uh, counteract it. It's like the anti-turtle? Uh, yeah, like an anti-turtle kind of thing. And it, it involves just uh, basically... Wait, so it's boring in the sense that you have to wait it out, but they turtle, you wait it out, but then within the last five minutes, you um, you, you cap the point, and the the um, cap timer obviously is, has decreased because it's proportional to how much time is left on the clock. Um, so then, in theory, once you've capped it, the uh, the defenders aren't going to have enough time to adequately mount an attack to take the point back. Hmm. Uh. It hasn't well, been yeah, tested yeah. very much, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, the over like the counter the counter uh, attack timer is based off the morale status of the other team. It's not based off like the time left in the event, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But like, oh, so man. even if they if they're turtling, like, and it's still engaged, and there's five minutes left, like you're still gonna have twelve minutes on the counter attack timer. Now, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I got this information from a, a Ninth Corps guy. Um, so 
if if I am wrong, wrong. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I know who to uh, talk to about it. But they they uh, or not ninth core, my bad. Uh, RGD, which is a uh, ninth core, twentieth New York, and uh, uh, the turtlers. Uh, yeah, yeah, the turtlers. They they they're uh, claiming that um they're claiming that um if you cap the point with like five minutes left in the round, then the uh, recapture time, regardless of Morale State, is less than five minutes. I've never oh. seen that ever. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of that, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't swear that it's not something that they add because or have added because they seem to change the mechanics of this game every five updates. So yeah, but they would have like that would have been someone would have just talked about that by now if that was the case. Like that would be something that people might use if there's five minutes left in an event. You you would think that, but a lot of people like it's it's not very common that you see um, early caps with five minutes left. It's usually the defenders either have a crazy good hold on the point to the like the attackers can't even touch it, or the early cap has already happened by the yeah, time you hit five minutes. So, yeah, typically when that early the whole turtling early cap thing happens, there's like twenty five minutes left in the game, 25, 30 minutes left in the game. So very rarely because this would be a case of basically waiting for for twenty <laughs> minutes, not basically playing the game for twenty minutes. Because the well, attack, the defenders yeah. won't come out of their spawn, and you're waiting for the point to get down to the last five minutes. That, that's what happened to us one time on Anderson's. Not the time when Bus started doing the whole server announcement thing, but like the RGD went all the way back in the forest at Anderson's to force us to cap the point so that they could come out and then try and get an unlimited overtime to try and get us into last stand. But then one of their guys, well, they had they still had some guys running through point, and they ended up try they ended up banning him to try and get him off the point so that they wouldn't cap and they didn't they did it too late and they ended up capping anyway so that's <laughs> how we won or they were going to try and get us into an unlimited overtime yeah that unlimited overtime thing is uh, especially uh, like one could argue that like the turtling is within the mechanics of the game but the uh the unlimited overtime seems more like an exploit than a mechanic where you can just hover on the point we uh we played uh Corn Brigade and um ninth core played a uh, schoolhouse ridge together uh, about six months ago um now where uh the game lasted for an hour and a half because yeah. because um we we uh successfully uh defended the point from there or they captured the point and then we counterattacked it when they were at uh when they started going to breaking so they ran and hid as the attackers in their spawn so um to try to wait us out basically so that they wouldn't go to uh to um last stand yeah and so we just we sat there uh trying to harass their spawn trying to get the game over with for uh, for a 30 extra minutes after the round had ended hovering in between the um hovering in between capping the point and letting it like decrease but still keeping it within the range um yeah. on final push uh overtime and that that just seems more exploitive to me than it does like like meta strat like meta gaming yeah, like on city maps, that kind of happens all the time because the spawn is so close to both. Like, we did one on High Street where it literally just became both teams like bat like batting going, running out of spawn and just fighting over point. And it lasted about like five minutes of just us repeatedly charging out of spawn at each other. And then they eventually went a last down because they capped the point. And that was like the only time when I've seen it like... Obviously, I've done I've done strategies where like you know we're probably gonna lose, but if we just charge the point at this like at like thirty seconds, we can easily get the game into overtime by fighting over point. But 
doing the thing where like you intentionally like hide to get them to cap the point so that you can plank three guys on it at the last second and then get it in overtime just doesn't seem it just doesn't seem fun and like that's my thing obviously yeah we like winning but i'd rather have a fun event that i lose that we tried our best in and that we didn't lose over an exploit yeah i think it seems like the big the big argument is just that like the metas that are developing as a result of like the the constructions of the game and how the game is made and how the rules are set up um make it that so that like now we're getting to the point of figuring out like what is the most op like optimal way of like the, doing the overtime or uh playing the, the the whole turtle and counterattack game like those just aren't fun ways of playing like the ways that work the best just aren't like the, the fun way of doing it yeah like any any events that's the one thing like eu events are barely like that like like i said we did that once in grand campaign a few weeks ago and it was buses talking and we were defending and i pretty <laughs> much i just kept like telling bus like i was like I was, like, the only regiment on the CSA that was actually, like, running out of, like, inbounds, pretty much. Just, like, still fighting in the forest. And Bus was kind of okay with it, because I was like, I'm not going to sit back and hide. Like, I'm, yeah, I can't be bothered with that stuff. So, we were, like, the only ones doing that, because I just don't, it's just not fun. It's not fun just sitting, doing nothing, you know? Like, it's just a waste of my time and my guys' time who come and play the game, you know? Womp Womp, is a uh, HTC, like, talking about banning the strategy of turtling, or, like, what are they talking about with it? So we've had, so we've had some discussions. Part of it has been, uh, we have a, there's a channel specifically for discussing the implementation of certain rules, um, or suggesting a rule change, um, but rule changes can't be put into effect until a new campaign starts, unless it's something, like, serious, serious. Um, but with this it's it's just typically been a discourse about whether or not like the end game is going to be like killer said just back and forth uh which is the that i've argued how it's going to become um but then the the opposing side the opposing sides like um the people who use the strat often i i won't name names um but uh the people who use the strat often um their their argument is that it would be impossible to enforce like it'd be impossible to enforce uh any sort of way to make that where like that you would restrict their freedom of movement in the sense, like how are you going to enforce them or enforce them like being outside their spawn? Like you can look at the battle replays, but ultimately at the end of the day, there can be infinite uh, discourse um, and digression about, you know, like where regiments went and if they were like hiding in their spawn or not. And so it just gets infinitely like arguable. Um, and their argument is that that's just makes it infinitely difficult to uh, enforce. There is want. a, yeah, there is a fine line between turtling and just conserving like i agree like it is sometimes okay if you mess up like if you mess up as a def as defend as defenders and you lose a bunch of tickets and you're like fuck we might screw ourselves over here we need to kind of go back and conserve a bit i don't like i don't mind like on maps like um buddy cooks where you go back to the graveyard and you chill there for a bit like in my opinion that's semi okay like to do because as you know as defenders you, if you mess up like if you mess up as the attacker you're okay because you have more tickets blah 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 but as defenders it's like you don't want to just mess up once and then that's your game done for like you want to be able to like kind of fall back reset and then go back out but for 
regiments that is okay of like to sit there for 15 minutes where even if we run out of bounds and have the 35 second timer we still can't reach you there's nothing really good about that for anybody really so as time goes on what side do you think will win um i guess there's three kind of options or paths from here the first path is we go down the the path where both sides kind of cap the point then run back to their spawn force the other side to cap and then repeat or uh as we have right now where some people use it some people don't or do you think we'll get to a point where enough people will be sick of it or nearly everyone will be sick of it to where we just don't do it at all i think it's like contention yeah, it's important to stress that, like that, that as a defender, that is not the only way to win the map. I think that's that's the the biggest argument uh, against this strat is that there is other ways to win the map where you don't have to uh, a- exploit this. Um, so um, down down the line, it, it's going to be. I, I think it ultimately, if if the right that it can't be enforced in any sort of meaningful way with a rule, um, and I don't know if it can or not, but if it can't. Um, then it's going to have to come down to basically the honor of, of regiments saying, uh, we're, we're not going to just hide in our spawn. We're not going to hide away. We're actually going to put up a fight. Yeah, I mean, like, I've definitely turtled, right? I have turtled, but everybody, everybody's, tur- everybody's turtled. Like, um, like, I remember once in Grand Campaign, uh, it, was, it was my token. It was Bloody Lanes, the CSA. If we lost that map, my token was going to get wiped. Right, so we did a very defensive strategy where we would fight a bit and then we would fall back, let them cap point, come back out, fight, take back point, and then we would fight, fall back, let them cap point, go back out, and like even in the in the in the spawn for um, CSA, the Union can still run to it and shoot. Like they can still run up to the fence and shoot into the CSA spawn on bloody lane like that. That can happen. Like on some maps, you can you you can go as far back to where the attackers can't even get within like shooting range of you before they die out of line with the timer. But on certain maps, you can. And my my part of it is if you if you're doing like if you're gonna fall back to force the team to cap the point, so you can then get an unlimited overtime. That's the part where that's just not playing the game anymore like that's the part that i get pissed off about uh, like, I I don't... um i am seeing corded if you look in press all chat, <laughs> <laughs> i just realized this holy crap um but yeah i mean turtling definitely a interesting conversation uh as Cordes point out has been talked about for nearly every episode so <laughs> i made like 10 memes about it already yeah um I guess if I don't know, I don't know where to go from here. I guess turtling's just on everybody's minds. Everybody, uh, that is, everybody that is has true. To say about it. It's I, like the topic of war of rights at the minute. It is, but yeah, that we can change. We have. Stop, <laughs> uh, what about uh, the meta of suiciding when the other team's about to cap the point if they're defending? Bayonets and go. Ooh. That and just actually just pressing F nine and suiciding. Oh wow! Does people do that? Oh, so yeah. to go what? to go down the morale state so they don't get the tickets back. Yeah, I've never seen people. I've never F9. seen that either. 
I've, never I've seen, seen some people. I've seen it called out in the Steam chat before. Like, hey, everybody, F nine. <laughs> so we go down to morale state. That way, they don't get it back. I've, 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 seen, I've seen I've seen suicide charges for that purpose, but I've never seen F nine. Yeah, we definitely suicide charge. So like, I'm I'm just like I don't care if, even if you're skirmishing or in formation. Just if you're out of line, it's probably best. Just charge in. Just go. And people are like, but I'm out of line. So I don't. That's even better. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, here's a question that pertains to meta uh, with uh, contention going how it is. Is contention, uh, is contention like meta definable? Is it just pure chance or can we work around the chance? I, I think, think so. it's a mix. I think it's a mix. I think there's, a, there's the basic meta, which kind of works in the first 10 minutes and then everything else is RNG. I think there's on the map too. Because some, some, some of the maps have like a point that's close to each spawn, only one of them. And then some of them have like multiple points close to the enemy spawn. Yeah. So if like you get a... RNG both of those points close to their spawn, you're screwed. But some of them, I think yeah. it's the Cox's push map is pretty equal, where there's a spawn, there's a yeah. point on each side, and then yeah. there's three in the middle. Yeah. I think um, something that has been I've seen developing in pubs uh, over the past uh, uh, few months, uh, or since it's been out, really, um, compared because I haven't been seeing this um, this mode being used in events much. But um, mm. in pubs, what I've been seeing is that um, units will position themselves between um, the point that they're attacking and defending and then the most amount of points possible um, yeah. so that they're in between um, where they're attacking and where the mo next point is most likely to be. Oh, for so sure. like, yeah, if you spawn in and the point is closest to the other team's spawn, you kind of just stay back, like have a little shootout with them. You know, so that you can get there because you know you're going to go down a morale stage. So you don't want to be too aggressive to the point where you're going to like take yourself almost at taking losses. Because if you're like nearly at engaged and then you go straight down because they capture the point, then you're nearly at taking losses. But you but can. Yeah. Be, and then once the timer's like almost up, you got about a minute and 45 seconds left, like when it's three quarters, you start dividing. Because if the point's close to their spawn, most of the time you have access to every other point that you can pretty much corner them and then position yourself so that you have a flag at pretty much nearly every point ready yeah. to just jump on it as soon yeah. as it comes up when i'm leading pubs on contention once that point pops up i just disengage and break off to the next point yeah. immediately is that what you guys do too just break off immediately yeah, yeah like it's and all about chat, like we this last Friday, we did the pubs versus regiment, and we even said that as soon as we capped that one close to our point up at the top of the hill in Cox's, we uh, we said, let's not just sit here. Let's get down the hill and get to those middle points and have them guarded, basically, before it changes. Yeah, like we did it on farmland on, um, it would have been Grand Campaign on Saturday. No, was this? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Sorry. It was would have been on Friday, I believe. Yeah, Friday we did contention, I think. Um... Oh, it was at some point. I can't remember. It might have been Friday would have been the Reds versus Pubs, I think, if you were in with us. No, no, I'm talking about EU, EU. Oh, and, okay. um, No, it was Saturday. It was Saturday, my bad. Yeah, it was Saturday. Because uh, we didn't do Grand Campaign. Um, And pretty much all we did was we spaced ourselves out. Uh, and then the other team pretty much bogged themselves down on one point. It was on farmland. So, like, the Dunkers Church one. Miller's Cornfield one in uh, Haggistown in Hooker's Push. <laughs> and <laughs> we pretty much just, like, s surrounded them into their little point that was outside of their spawn. Like, do you know the one that's, like, 
down the road, like, you know, the Dunkers Church Road that goes towards the Union Spawn? Yeah. There's, like, the flagpole that's, like, kind of there. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much, they, that was where they were all surrounded, all the CSA. And we ended up having, like, one group by Dunkers Church. And then the rest of us were on, like, the the CSA, do you know the artillery that's on, like, the Hooker's Push, the Hooker's Push Hill, like, where Point yeah. is normally on Hooker's? We just took that, so then we just pretty much had them cornered, so... And then when there was, like, 30 seconds left, we just started moving away from them and just disengaged and got ready to jump on the next point, wherever it was, which worked out really well, because the CSA didn't, like... They didn't divide themselves up. They kind of were just like, this is our point, we need to defend it, we can't let them get anywhere near it kind of thing, and just bog down on it when they can... <laughs> they can still... I think as defenders, once you capture the point, you kind of forget that you can still spread out <laughs> and not have to sit around that one flagpole. But yeah, I think it's it's been helpful sometimes to uh just uh if like the enemy has a point, attack it only to the point that you can neutralize it. But then once you neutralize it, just let it just neutralize it to the point that it will switch to the next point of uh, contention. But then that's the only offensive act that action that should be taken if it's close. They're closer to their spawn than it is to yours. Yeah. I mean, that can happen, obviously, if the 15-minute timer runs out and you lower the flag and then just automatically switches, which I think is a good mechanic. I like I like contention. Yeah. I think I think contention is probably one of the... It's I, I'd say it's probably the fairest game mode in War of Rights, because like, Conquest is biased towards one side, depending on which side's closer to the midpoint. Skirmish is biased on whoever has more tickets and positioning on the maps. But contention is just... It's not biased to any side, it's RNG, so, you know, it doesn't have like a, it just, obviously sometimes it can be, you know, if it's, if the first flag's close to your spawn, but that's not any bias to contention, that's just the RNG of contention. And I've, I've had two good plans to, to make contention a little bit better, and that was, one of them was like, if the enemy team gets the point next to their spawn, then the next point can't be near their spawn again, and then the other idea was that the point should be worth different value to each team basically based on how far they are away from your spawn so like if you cap the the point next Ooh. to the enemy spawn you would get like a they would lose like one and a half morale stages for example so i feel that all those numbers are a little too uh like even currently the current contention numbers like a whole morale state for them capping a point it just seems a little high to me um i i think i think that it can just be a little too brutal sometimes or too unforgiving I th- I for the losing that. team. Yeah, I thought that. But then they always seem to balance each other out eventually. Like, yeah, you might go straight to engaged after the first flag, but then if you position yourself correctly and jump on the next flag and defend it properly, they normally if they attack it, they lose half their tickets of but that I- morale stage and then they go straight back to pretty much level with you. But I've seen I've seen battles. Uh, I'm, 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 now, granted, it is pubs, so that that it that it's a completely different story in how it plays, like with organized oh, yeah. regiments to an extent. But I've seen uh, I've seen it where just bad RNG leads to one side being yeah, just yeah. barely engaged, and another side at last stand. So bad like, RNG can't be. So like the the if they lessened it out, maybe like half a morale state instead of a whole morale state, it'd be a little more forgiving to the RNG issue. One time on waterways, so do you know that one that has the, the river that you have to yeah, cross? And that's like yeah. the only way across the river. So we did a map on there where the point was on our side of the river. And then it went to the other side. 
And then pretty much all of us on the, I was playing Union, we crossed the river on the CSA side, fought them a bit. We knew we weren't going to take it. So then we just positioned ourselves at the river. And like, yeah, to defend, because the only way they can get to us is across the river. And if the CSA had been smart, they would have probably tried to push us, like pretty much like charge us off and wipe us and then take the river themselves. So then we couldn't like take it or cross it pretty much. Yeah. But they didn't. They just kind of stayed grouped up around the point, and that's how they ended up losing it because we just stopped them getting across the river. Yeah, that's... with waterways, it seems like the the idea there for the CSA is that you got to push across the river and then get into the uh, woods that uh, are next to the river that comes from a uh, Union spawn and try to uh, fight them there, um, so that yeah. they you, that you harass them as they're coming out of their spawn. Yeah, I'd say so. I think just defend defending a point on contention you just need defenders need to just know that they don't have to turtle around the point they can they they should do what the attackers do and pre-plan a lot more than what they currently do because i mean i i've done that before as well we've just turtled around the point and like, it's not just to other units it's to myself as well of like pre-planning a lot more not just being like oh my god if they take the point we're screwed so let's just sit here with bayonets drawn and just get ready to flash them but yeah do we uh yeah, McPhail? I was going to say that kind of brings us into another meta of like defending not on the point or behind the point, but in front of the point on some maps. Because I see that a lot where people, I think, I think like a uh, skirmish has trained us to cap and then fall back kind of thing. <laughs> and so I see people, they'll cap, and then there's a perfectly defensible fence line in front of the point or something like that. And then they still pull back, and then they let the enemy take that fence line, and then it's, you know, they're just giving the enemy a defensive position. I think it's a big game about where how far your spawn is away because I've seen I've seen battles get uh, won because the uh, attackers position themselves good near point, but I've also seen battles get lost where the attackers try to defend too far in front of point and it takes them way too long to get there from their spawn. Yeah, and then there's also the thing where people will charge like counter charges or whatever. Like it especially happens in skirmish when you're down to the wire and people counter charge to keep the attackers off the point. Yeah. I like that, could, that. That can happen a little bit in contention too. Like if you're, you know, want to delay them getting to it to, to take it down, you could counter charge them. I just like near the end of events, like not necessarily on conquest of contention where they have to lure a flag, but like pushing the other team away from being in the point of contention and just like keeping them off it. You know, like that. In my opinion, that's a that's something that we some people don't do very often but i think it should be more of a common thing is like charge past point and stop them getting on point but i feel like some people don't do it they just stand on the flag and get hit by already <laughs> yeah core did you been uh, you've been um subtly speaking to uh turtling for a little bit i'm wondering if you have any <laughs> thoughts on what how you on how you would counter such a strategy um uh, I think I've heard Sammy say it before. Um, he said if uh, attackers just push past the point, so they're basically just doing that. That's pretty much it. That's all I got for it. I'm just making memes right now. So pretty much just like hold past point and then just wait for the timer to run out, and then <laughs> like there's nothing really. There's nothing like as the attackers. There's nothing you can do but attack. Capture point because like it's just really annoying. That's why I just hate it. It's just like 
we, it's so annoying. We tried that actually, that uh, that strat on uh, Reno's fall a few weeks ago, um, where this was really prevalently used against our uh, shall not be named opponents, and uh, and uh, um, they yeah they they fell back. They were hiding in that cornfield and then passed like where we could even shoot at them for most of the round. There was a couple times they popped out, but um, just dude, we 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 pushed them. Uh, it was Reno's fall and Anderson's counterattack. And both maps, we had pushed them basically, like we'd pushed them towards their spawn and we were forced to cap early um, and we were trying to fight it out in their spawn. Um, but the issue was that we were so far away from our spawn that we couldn't mm. uh, we couldn't defend adequately. But we defended against two or three charges. But by, after the third charge, we only had 20 people on the front and everyone else running from spawn and they could just ba like bayonet and go and overwhelm us. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bullshit. It's already a meta. I mean, how you use it? Or is it, it an anti-meta? <laughs> anti Seth would argue. I, um, yeah. I I've guess... seen, I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing CSA regiments win river crossing with Artie. That's, I haven't seen, I mean, I guess I haven't been seeing river crossing matches of late, but it doesn't surprise me. Because every time I watch rivers crossing, CSA artillery is terrible. I've came up with a new meta for red sniping. Um, the oh. anti-red sniping me <laughs> method is to red snipe back. Ah, yes, the metas of recruitment and war of rights. Oh god! <laughs> oh, oh. The best way to do it is to keep spamming voice chat crap and spawn. Dude, you gotta, you gotta I, I don't want to. I don't want to name any names, dude. I don't want to name any names. You, you gotta come on slow. You gotta be like, "Hey, bud, I like your name," and you know, it's like it's like grooming almost. Yeah, yeah I, I used I used to put the the thing in the in the text chat when back when I was like first starting in like 2020, and I used to put like the if you want, if anyone's looking for a regiment, you know, type <laughs> type so and so, and then nobody would type. <laughs> there, there, I've been uh, I've been talking to uh, Polymath out of all people about this recently, hmm. but um, but uh. The because well, I mean because he plays pubs a lot he, he sees it I mean regardless of what you think about polymath but uh, there's there's two like very distinctive types of recruitment you have your shall not be named regiments recruiting and spawn twenty four seven what do you, do you want to join my regiment do you want to join my regiment mm -hmm. and then you have uh, cool regiments who uh, who lead who like lead like lead like take officer lead the line uh, and then afterwards are like they just they don't even type it out in chat they're like if you like, uh, or like, if you like what you see or whatever, like, you can add me on Steam or something, but like, not targeting any specific people in general. That seems yeah, like a lot more ethical way of doing it. Oh, yeah, but there's also the third option of just running around, actually playing the game, and then if you see somebody, like, if so, if you see a recruit, or like, not a recruit, or like a new, sorry, I'm not reg typing. If you see a, another guy, and then he does something good, and you're like, oh, night, and then you just get talking to him, and you just have a genuine conversation. That's a good way as well. Yeah, an actual like, conversation. That works yeah, well, yeah. too. When, yeah, uh, and then you just, like, then you ask him, you know, oh, are you new, like, are you looking to join a unit, blah, blah, and he's like, oh, yeah, so, and then you just add him on Steam. I find the best uh, thing is, like, if they have fun with you, like, if you do something, like, go do hood rat shit or something, like, skirmishing, and they have fun with you, they'll they'll join. Like, I remember mm -hmm. one time we were on some map, and there's a stump, and we like made a name for our squad called the Stump Squad, and like we were like Stump Squad, and like we were just at the stump the whole game, just shooting at the enemy, like skirmishing. I uh, I remember when I recruited back for the IVB a couple years ago when I was mustering companies, I would try to do the officer strategy, and I remember one game it was Eastwood skirmish. We got the whole team together at the end. We were about to win. I said the little thing, 
That was the most I've been shouted down ever in War of Rights. <laughs> there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. Oh, I for think. sure. I think the, I, the, the, the whole the, the right way is you got to like engage and con like conversate with the people in the group the whole time and keep them engaged. Uh, like yeah. keep just talking to them the whole time, uh, not even necessarily just giving orders. But like if, if you're just playing like the strategy play to win um, and then the like battles near ending and you and you tell them to join like. Yeah, then tip pubs will typically just like shoot you. <laughs> yeah, like That's I am, um, like I don't recruit, like pe I don't talk to people who are like in big lines. Like if someone's in a big line, I just like I find them when I catch them when they're on their own. Yeah. Sounds really yeah. weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, the, killer, the... the killer just say he hates big lines. He hates Europeans. We got it here. We're circling back to the <laughs> No, I've got no tea left. <laughs> <laughs> What's hard to do is, uh, like do the leadership lose and still try to like keep people engaged <laughs> even though you, even though basically everyone knows that it's a foregone conclusion that you guys are losing that round yeah like like uh i was playing around i was leading around on a uh, cox's push the other day and the other person uh one of the other people leading the regiment um uh they they, they just kept suicide charging that cornfield um we were outnumbered by 10 on a, on a pub round. They just kept suicide charging that cornfield, getting hit by a CSA artillery when they would stop on the stone wall. I'm like, dude, we, we gotta, we gotta cut this out. And it's already like, we're already breaking and they're engaged. And like everyone in the line saying like, Oh, we lose in this round. I think like the hardest thing to do is, is try to keep pubs engaged when everyone knows that you're losing. Yeah, I agree with that. I can agree with that. And then go on to say, come join my regiment if you like what you see. <laughs> I was going to say, it definitely depends on the map, too. Because some maps, you got enough to, like, if, especially if you're defending, you have enough time to kind of talk to them, like, while you're in position waiting for the attack to come or something. But if you're attacking, like, there's almost never time to talk. I can agree with that. So we're almost getting to our hour mark. So I guess, does anyone else have any quick things they want to talk about or say before we call it off for a night? Trying to think of any metas we didn't mention. Uh, if anyone, oh, if shit. anyone knows, there's a regiment called the Army of Northern Virginia. A uh, link in description. Uh, <laughs> I love corn, right. dude. Yeah. If you like what you heard, join the frequency. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you, you didn't agree, like it, join. If you agree with any any of my opinions in today's podcast, feel free to join my regiment. If you disagreed with anyone in this podcast, feel free to join their regimental Discord to have conversations about what was good. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm always open for open dialogue. Uh, join and debate with... Actually, I had another, like... I I upset I, I upset somebody else last week in the podcast, too. I had another right. angry message. Yeah. Yeah, it would be like <laughs> that sometimes. I'm, make, I'm making enemies. I'm yeah. making enemies. Yeah, we're going to make a tier list of the uh, comments from that video. <laughs> This uh, podcast is ruining my reputation. We're gonna have to have another podcast about like. I wear my really e tier. I wear I'm my really e tier nice with a, a badge of honor. I'm a really nice guy. Please. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, see Buzz and give him a big kiss on the cheek. Thank you, Buzz. It's nothing. It's nothing personal. It's just Ohio. Thank you, Buzz. Big kiss That's on all. the neck. Big kiss yeah. on the neck, just for Buzz. Just for Buzz. Um, but yeah. Yes. Step, come back, tune in next week when we talk about comments from the tier list. 
I would honestly, I would be, I, w I think I would enjoy that video a little too much. I don't know if people would, but. <laughs> that... Well, as long as we, what, what you could do is you could just not expose names of the comments. Oh, but but people could just comments. look it up, obviously. No, well, no, we'll put it, like, we'll, there's less than 100 comments. We'll put no, but like, like, even like, you know, like Discord messages that you might have received. Ah, uh, um, what we do is we, uh, encrypt the messages from the YouTube comments and have like a cipher text on screen and people have to like figure out whose it is. What you, what you do is you re-rank the regiments based on how well they handled the, uh, how well they handled the video. If they responded cringe, they get here. We'll play a game, guess the salty game and put the comments on stream. No, no, I, I, I would like to apologize to no one for any comments that I make in the podcast. It is strictly for content, and I hope you guys know that you 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 made Eagle like a dollar. Yeah, you know the big buck thirty, a buck thirty. <laughs> so you should all be really proud of yourself. <laughs> you just funded my war machine. But anyways, <laughs> thank you all for watching or listening. I hope you all enjoy. Um, tune in weekly. You can see the previous podcast in a playlist in the description. But yeah, thank you all for coming. And hope you have a wonderful night. Signing See you off. The next one. Battleline yeah. Network. Tuning out. Or what was it? Closing out? <laughs> Closing. Not live. Not live. <laughs> we weren't even live in the. <laughs> <laughs>